stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. This week, we are, I do have to give you a trigger warning. We are going to talk about suicide. So just so you know, I'm chatting with Danny Fitzgerald and he's an amazing, amazing guy from Omeo in Victoria and moved over to Western Australia. He shares the story of, you know, when he was younger, he, he was in a car accident with his best mate who didn't make it and Danny didn't, um, you know, he didn't consolidate his emotions. In fact, didn't even recognize his emotions or, or deal with it any anyway. And so it manifested as depression. And for many years, you know, this really, really um, had a serious impact on his life. And he he eventually did get the help. So there is a positive um, in the story. But he was also at an, a mate's funeral and, you know, that really triggered him to get some help. But he rode his bike um, from one side of Australia to the other, you know, to raise awareness and to raise money. And you're absolutely going to love this story. And I know there it is a trigger warning. There is some dark stuff in there. But you know what? If we don't get this stuff on the table, um, we don't resolve it. You know, we we can't just keep hiding stuff and we can't just keep particularly for men, you know, pretending that it doesn't happen and we can't just keep having, um, you know, shame and weakness attached to it. We have to actually talk about it and we have to say it's okay and it's absolutely okay to be you. So I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you'll get through it because there's a lot of great stuff in here that is really inspirational and really works towards, you know, how do we do better at this this stuff? So please stick with it if you can and 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 give your support to Danny. So let's just do it. So welcome, Danny or Fitzy. Yeah. <laughs> No, thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've, I've been watching your ride and it's just incredible. Like, I just love that you did that. And it's, um, I want to talk about, I want to get right into that and see how hard it was because it'd be buggered if I could do it. But you've done it and um, it's just fantastic. Just fantastic. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for that. It it really was. It was, it was a it wasn't my ride. It was our ride. It was a huge team uh, behind the wheel into the mountains. Yeah. And just, they were incredible. I can't, yeah, I, there's no way I could have done it on my own, put it that way. So, very oh, I, I love it. I love it. It's good to have a support crew. I, I've, um, I know a lady, Michelle Lee, who's rowing across the Pacific as we speak, and she doesn't have a support crew. She's in her bloody rowboat all by herself across the Pacific. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's a bit mad. I'm going to get her on eventually, but I, I think yeah. we need a support crew. But, you know, you you rode from Esperance in Western Australia to Omeo in Victoria, which was uh, 3,169 kilometres. Now, I used to be a postie and I'd ride about 20 kilometres a day and I was rooted. So you, I don't know how the hell, I don't know how many days that makes, but you did it in 22 days. And yeah. that, that's, that. how many kilometres a day is that without me getting my calculator out? Well, well, in that 22 days, we had four rest days. So it worked out to be probably 180 average Ks a day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We, we, we rode to the weather conditions too. Obviously, if we had a bit of wind behind us, then we pushed on a bit. Yeah. Uh, there was one day there we had a howling tailwind. We actually did 300 kilometres in a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
you can't there's probably people that won't believe that but we did we did we averaged about 50 kilometers an hour for the first three hours that's how much wind we had behind us i just didn't want to stop <laughs> no that's not, that's not that's like being in a sailboat and really it, going it for was it. A, it was a really awesome experience that that tailwind oh uh, wow and so that blew you, so that blew the rest of the trip open then yeah that how, big how, that, I keep talking over you, Danny. Sorry about that. How, I was going to say, how many hours a day is that riding? That was an eight-hour day. Uh, that was our biggest day. But, yeah, usually we're on the road by seven and, uh, you know, I had a break every hour. Yeah. Just just five, ten minutes, swapped the drink bottles, had something to eat. Uh, I had a big break over lunch. And, yeah, we just timed it. Most of the days we were done by kind of two or three o'clock. Yeah. Um, so it was that an average of probably six hours of riding a day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of rats. Uh, were you a push? You were obviously a push bike rider before you took on the challenge. Well, I was, but I've only been cycling for four years. Oh, wow. So since, yeah, since I, yeah, I, I was actually inspired by one of my mates over here. He, he had a, a really bad motorbike crash. And he shattered his ankle and was told he'd never run again. Well, um, he's now doing triathlons and wow. and he's a half Ironman. His goal is to do a, a full Ironman. And wow. I, I happened just to message him one day. I was quite overweight when I was quite depressed. And, yeah, I, I said, oh, are you going for a ride today? And, and went out and just did a 30K ride with him. And, <laughs> and to go on and do this four years later is, yeah, quite incredible. Just goes to show, doesn't it, that we can achieve great things. Like we're we're oh. not limited by what someone tells us or by what no. we believe about ourselves. Yeah, it's amazing. Hundred no, percent. So, so you raise money for the Black Dog. Well, money and awareness for the Black Dog Institute. There are going to be yeah. some people uh, listening to this around the world that don't know what that is. So just tell us what the Black Dog Institute is. Yeah, it, the Black Dog is a proudly independent. Um, Corporation, not not for profit medical research institute. Their vision is for a, men, a mentally healthier world to deliver research with real world world impact to treat, manage, and prevent common mental health conditions and suicide in workplaces, schools, health settings, and the wider community. Mm. Uh, so, I'm a big fan. They're only oh, 20, 20 years old. They are so they're you know not very old, and they're one of the smaller. Institutes. That's what I liked about Black Dog, and yeah, the Black Dog is you know a, a, a common term used for depression, mm. and that that for me was why I went with Black Dog. And I actually called Black Dog uh, one day when I was struggling um, yeah. years ago, and that yeah, so it had that personal connection, and that's why we went with Black Dog Institute. Yeah. Oh, I love it. How much money did you end up raising for them? Well, we've raised 42000 Wow. Which is, I set out to only raise four. That's what I put down on my, that. You know, I thought, oh, just over a dollar a kilometre, I'll be happy with that. So to, to, to raise that amount of money is in, incredible. The, the, the donation page is still open and still trickling in a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, quite amazing to be honest. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes to that. So that that's that's amazing. So you said that um, you know, that, that you had your own journey with depression and you know you were overweight and you know the the, the cycling sort of got you started again. Um tell us like tell us about your journey with depression and you know and how all this yeah. turned out for you. Yeah. Yeah, well it goes way back, Karen. Uh I was 19 and I was involved in a car crash with one of my great mates. He, I grew up with him. He's like a brother. Um, I lived in Omeo and we had a farm and they had the farm next to ours. So, um, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, yeah, and we lost we, – we were in an accident and, and Tim, we lost Tim. Uh, that night I didn't deal with – I didn't deal with any of the feelings, emotions or, or his loss. It was years later when I 
it kind of surfaced and started to impact me. I then seeked a little bit of help. I was in the Navy at the time. Um, I ended up getting medically discharged from the Navy and still, yeah, I still wasn't right. It was, it wasn't until attending Whelan's funeral that I realised, and that was 18 years later, that I really had to sort myself out and that, you know, it's hard to explain, but I didn't realise what the issues that that night had, what had caused these downturns that I was having. Yeah. And you'd spiral really quickly. Uh, and that's that's when I, yeah, I ended up hospitalised once. Um, so, yeah, it got pretty serious. And and um, Hannah and Jamie, my really, really cl- close friends who were a part of this bike ride and they were the ones that planted the seed for it. Yeah. Blew me over to attend Whelan's funeral just, just to be there with them. Uh, just so happened that being there and seeing the ripple effect of suicide really woke me up and and made me realise I got to get on top of some stuff and and I did that. Yeah, and so through you, some work. Yeah, yeah, and you you just while we're so that keep people in the picture, you're talking about the the ride was called Wheel into the Mountains, which is from the ocean to the mountains, and you just mentioned in there, you know, Wheelan's funeral. Who who was Wheelan? Wheelan, Wheelan was uh, a really special friend to my one of my best mates, Jamie Simons. Uh, he he Wheelan grew up in Omeo as well. He was ten years older than me, so obviously I knew who Wheelan was, but he wasn't a, a close mate. But he was a really really close mate to Jamie's, and when he rang me the day I can still remember exactly where I was standing when Jamie rang me and. And and told me, and I thought one of his something had happened to one of his kids. The way that he, like the way he was on the phone, I couldn't get much out of him. And and then he 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 just said he's gone. Uh, and I'm, I said, who's gone, mate? And and he said, Wheeling. Um, so I can remember exactly where I was standing when that call came through. And yeah, Jamie's just been amazing through this whole trip because of what he learnt through Wheeling and. And how much he's helped me, because then I started to talk to Jamie because he, we had that um, closeness then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um and suicide is a, a um, I I don't even know. We're 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 no closer to solving. We're no closer to um making the world better. That people don't don't do that. So, I think it's bloody. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm at a loss for words with stuff like that because you know you. you everyone wants to help. Everyone wants to. Everyone and and after it happens, everyone wishes they had have said something or had have noticed something, but you, you don't. Right. And you 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 kind of just even even beforehand, you might think, gee, they're not right, but you still don't have the words to convey to them. Do you, you know? Are you okay? Even though you say that. A lot of people say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm all right," and then, then, then you you got this overwhelming guilt afterwards. You know, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I? It's it's just a horrible, a horrible thing. And I don't think we're, I think we get it's getting worse. You know, and I it's, look at the impact that it has on people. It's really sad. It is sad, and from my experiences, being um, being that low. It's hard to explain. I know people say suicide is um, is a very selfish uh, thing to do, but what people don't realise is when you get to those really low places that that I was once, you convince yourself that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's 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 what's hard to really um, understand because even I look back and you're like, why would you ever think that? But just you think everyone's going to be better off and it's it's sad that that's what happens. But that that's that's my own experience. Um, that's all I can – that's the only light I can shed on it. Um, yeah. It's it's a horrible thing. It's – yeah, it's a, it's too way too common. Uh, yeah, uh, it is. Common. And to be yeah. at that point where you think that the world's going to be better off without you, that that's that's so, and it's so untrue, but it's just, that, yeah, just so sad. So, it is, yeah. 
what, what when you came over for Whelan's funeral and, you know, it really triggered you and you really got some help, what yeah. was it then that was the catalyst to make you say, because a lot of people, a lot of people will feel an emotion and go, I've got to get help. But most don't take that extra step, you know, to doing a big challenge or to to putting their hand up and saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something extra for this. And which you did, you know, you said, I'm going to do that little bit extra. And I'm, well, it's not a little bit, but, you know, I'm going to ride my bike right across Australia. So what was that thing that made you think, I'm going to do this? Well, it, it, it took a few things. Like like I say, it, it took a few goes at getting better. Um, yeah. I got help the first time and then I thought I was fine. Uh, still wasn't. But you don't want to be, oh, there's nothing wrong with me, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but then the, the catalyst for the ride was just seeing how many people, like someone's loss had affected um, this was hundreds, hundreds uh, that that would have done anything, and that's when I I spoke to Hannah and and then uh, and then Jamie after after we yeah we we got that closeness that bond, and I just I wanted to do something that was huge uh, for myself. It was for mm. myself. I wanted to do that. I thought. I'm going to ride across to my favourite place in the world, Omeo. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a really special place to me. And I thought, yep, we'll do this and hopefully raise awareness in doing that. It had to be something big to to kind of really open people's eyes. And, and you know, it started for me. That was It was my journey to tell myself that you can do anything, um, mm. which, I mean, we did it. And the support from Omeo was amazing. Can't explain it, really. They were just, yeah, it's an amazing little community, that one. Yeah. So when you're saying that you did it for you and, you know, to prove you can do anything, do, do you think that even though you sought help, you know, and you, I know you had EMDR, you know, and I can never remember what it's called, um, eye movement, um, eye rapid movement. desensitization is that it? Uh, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that seemed to really work for you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It actually has a 90% success rate with PTSD sufferers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's not really known about, which baffles me. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously <laughs> reasons for that that I'm not sure of. Yeah. But my my job was to to make people aware of it and and hopefully people that have had or are suffering PTSD can go, you know what, I, I might have a crack at that. Yeah. Um, it's not a miracle cure. It's still it's still really hard work, but it's it really changed my life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look what we've gone and done, you know. Uh, I've got that in, on my notch now and for, forever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So with that, with that healing that you did with the EMDR and then and then the bike ride, do you think the bike ride really helped you to heal a lot more. Do you think there was a lot of thinking time and healing time while you were riding? Yeah, there was certainly, <laughs> certainly lots of of thinking on the bike. Um, mainly all positive, to be honest. I since I had the MDR, that I don't get negative thoughts anymore. I'm just very, very positive. I don't associate with anyone that is negative because uh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it just brings you down. So, yeah, I try and lead from the front with, you know, being positive and, and that's what we've done. Yeah, so on the ride, when I set out, I, I did hope to find peace. I was like, I hope there's a day or moments where that you feel that. Mm. And there was there was one in particular that was uh, we'd taken a back road um, in country New, um, yeah, country New South Wales kind of we followed the border down crossing over Victoria New South quite a bit and it was just it was quiet we had a slight tailwind so when the tailwind's behind you directly everything's quiet you can't you can't hear the wind usually it's 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 really loud but so you could hear the birds you could hear the birds there's heaps of birds flying around white cockatoos and that moment was was peace for me 
Yeah. I really sat up on the bike and I looked around and I thought this is this is the moment that I um that I hoped for and I got it. Oh, that's oh, that's beautiful. Oh, really hard, really hard to explain. Yeah. And I actually cuz I had um radio communication to to my support cars and I said all I said was this is peace. Uh yeah, and, and I'm sure my mates will, will remember that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Did you, did you, like you said that you got, you know, that was peace and then there was another day you had all that tailwind and you had all these good days. What about bad days? Did yep. you have Yeah, we, we had bad days. Um, I knew at some point on this trip that I would, you know, there'd be a huge low point and I would nearly break. Yeah. That happened. It was day 17. Yeah. Uh it was um it was a bit wet in the morning, wet and cold and windy. The road was really busy. There wasn't much of a so- shoulder to get off on. And I just nothing was going right. It was just I, I compare that day and the trip to to life on a on a small scale, you know, everything going good and good. Yeah. Then there was that bad day and I stopped. It was 30k's in. I got off the bike and I was I was agitated. There was cars that just about run me off the road, and yeah, I was effing this, effing that. I was really, yeah, really wound up. And the boys, we pulled up, and I just burst into tears. Um, just burst into tears. My mate got out. He handed me a towel. I just buried my head in the towel and was yelling into the towel and crying. And yeah, it took me. It didn't take long, but it took me probably ten minutes to to re gather myself my mates just let me go for a bit and and then they kind of started to chat to me and say you know if it's just this was always going to be a tough journey if it was easy everyone would be doing it yeah and those those words really really still ring in my ears because yeah if it was easy everyone would be doing it and yeah and and that's when he said it's not easy like and they really they really re yeah, I was ready to throw the bike in on that day. Yeah, yeah. I, I really was. Uh, then we, I got back on, refocused, and honestly, an hour up the road, the sun came out, mm. and I, I, I changed all my clothes. I was drenched. Had a wardrobe change, something. We had a laugh. We had a good laugh, and we pushed on, and we ended up doing 180 k's that day. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like a little tester, you know. Like, yeah, if you can get through this, we'll open the we'll open the clouds up. We'll send some shun, sunshine through, and you'll be right. But it was very, and I, I I relate that to a normal day in life where you wake up and you just like you're just in a bad mood, nothing's going right, and that's when you can easily give up. But if you just push through a little bit of tough tough moments, which it was, the sun will come out. The next day comes and it's amazing. And it was the next day that I had that peaceful moment on the bike. Wow. So day it was meant to be. Well, yeah. We we look, we had some really strange things happen with the weather. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit of a believer in in all that kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll get looked after. We we had one day, there was rain all round. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the weather at the moment, it's insane. Yeah. Our trip was just this window of we had only two mornings of um that were a little bit wet and they were only about three hours. The rest was 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 quite good. Yeah. Wow. And you talk I just want to bring you back there. You said when you I don't want to go back into the net negative, but you talked about, you no. know, break breaking and yeah. you know, you you talked openly about, you know, I burst into tears and I was crying. Now there's there's a and I, you know, I don't like it. There's a whole thing. Of, not that I, don't, I love what you did, but there's a whole thing about men shouldn't cry. You know, like it's not masculine if you do that. And 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 in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you can tell me from a male perspective, is is I feel that's damaging to to men because, like you said, when that first accident happened, you cut yeah. off your emotions, and and it does a whole lot of damage. And if oh. we were to raise men to say, well. Or boys to say it's okay to show your emotions. It's okay to cry. Do you, 
yeah. have a whole different outlook on yeah life would be different for so many males what do you think on that yeah i think you're 100 percent correct karen um and that's why i'm openly talk about day 17 and i did on our trip oh. I wish it was on video, but obviously if my mates pulled the camera out of that stage, I probably would have ripped it out of their phone and threw it. <laughs> but, but I wish it was because, and that's why exactly what you've just said is why I'm talking about it because it's it's not like you, it's not like you, you're not a man if you cry. That's just that's just our makeup of what we are. Like when when stuff gets hard like that, that's what happened. I just it just the tears just came out of just so much emotion of the trip. and But, you know, 10 minutes later we're, we're back on and we're, we're away again. So, yes, I, I think I think that's slowly changing as far mm. as, you know, it's all right to have a have a tear, have a cry. Um, I've cried lots on this trip. Happy tears, <laughs> mainly happy tears. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I get tears when I watch Australians win gold medals at the Olympics. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, look, anyone listening, you, you're exactly right with that. Oh, you, you're not allowed to cry. You know what? You can cry if you want. It's That's just how it is. And, yeah, that's why I've been open open about day 17 because we could have easily ironed that out and made it look like we had the most perfect trip. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, yeah. And life, life's not perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm really happy that we we did do. We've been quite open about day 17 because that's the day. Uh, the rest is a blur, but day 17 is it's one. That, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love you saying you you cry when they win gold medals because I can't even go to the AFL and sit there and when the theme song starts, I burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's too bloody emotional. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love. Um, yeah, I love watching people do and achieve special things for them. And I think, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, to win a gold medal, yeah, if we cry watching them, I can't imagine what they feel. I know. <laughs> imagine yeah. it. Imagine. Yeah. You, you know, when you, um, when you when you decided, this is a great segue, you decided I'm going to do the ride, you know, talk to Jamie, talk to Hannah, yeah, yeah, well, good, do the ride. And you were kind of pumped, you know, because you've been to the funeral and thought, that's it, you know, I've got to do something and blah, blah, blah. Between that time and when you started the ride, did you were there, did you experience any self-doubt, any kind of like, who am I to do this? What what am I kidding myself? Did, did you have any of those kind of feelings? Yeah, there, there was. Before, before I, so the ride was, we'd planned before I'd actually done uh, the EMDR. Um, so I was still kind of not quite, um, yeah, like a hundred percent. And there, there was a point where I messaged Jamie. I said, mate, who, who am I? And I really hit rock bottom again. Yeah. Who, who am I? I can't do this. This, I called it, I called it off. So we're not, we're not doing it. Um, there's no way I'll get it done. And yeah, that, that happened. That did happen. Um, and then I still, yeah, so I still continued on trying to get better. And then, yeah, then we, we planned it again. Um, Jamie just, Jamie didn't, he, he was just like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll back you, whatever, whatever you decide on. That was what he said. Um, and then I got better and then we planned the ride. Then the COVID, COVID hit, border closures. And so it put it back the first time. Yeah. Still. But then I was really positive by that stage. I got better. I'm like, okay, well, we'll do it next year. Yeah. Uh, kept kept training. Then it happened again. It was two years at the board. So, all right, we'll, we'll do it next year. <laughs> so after that first, yeah, that first time that I, I really hit rock bottom and said, no, nah, I'm not, I can't do this. Then we planned it again. Then I was fine. Yeah. It was just, it was hard to stay motivated to train. Because we didn't have a, a a date or a light at the end of the tunnel, because we didn't know when the borders were going to open up again. Yeah. Yeah. Then we kind of just made the decision. Look, we're just we're going to just go for it, and yeah. Then lucky enough, uh, the borders were open, and we we could plan the date, and we announced the whole thing about three months out from from us um, leaving. Yeah. 
Oh, I yep. love it. Yeah, and yeah, the the COVID has sent us all into bloody chaos. You know, it's every time we want to plan something, we can't. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, how much like how much? What sort of greetings did you get at towns? You know, how many people knew you were coming through, and what was that like? Uh yeah, there, there wasn't a lot until we got to Victoria. Uh, again, they you not many people really knew about. We we did a few radio interviews and newspaper articles here before we left, but it wasn't until Victoria oh, and, and country um, in New South Wales, Val Reynolds was a place that had huge support for us. Yeah. Um, they, they actually paid for all our dinners that night, one night there that we stayed. Yeah. That's um, nice. <laughs> yeah, the, the little town of Val Reynolds really, yeah, I remember that town for a long time. They were amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, then it wasn't until we kind of, yeah, got got closer to Omeo those last few days that people were, were tooting, like tooting as they went past us and started to realise, yeah, what, what we're about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was nice when people started to realise and toot and thumbs up, not giving you the finger because, you know, people, <laughs> <laughs> people, people don't like cyclists and I understand it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that was nice uh, to really start to get. And the police, Victoria police, were amazing. A, a good mate, um, Trav, he's a police officer in Victoria, and he'd organised uh, the police for us, and they were on our side. So then they were keeping an eye on traffic, which was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was really special having the police. I had a police escort escort through Myrtleford in yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Quite amazing. Yeah. Wow. And do, do you think that, did you have a chance to stop and talk to anybody? Like, because the whole trip was to raise awareness. Do you think you had um, enough opportunities to speak to people about why you were doing it and you think it hit home with people? Yeah, certainly. We we stopped. Every, everywhere we stopped, we'd, um, like, obviously we had the shirts on, we had the stickers on the trailer and that. And, yeah, some people would would, would come over and, and say good day. And there was one... There was one gentleman in uh, Balladonia, so that was only the second night. He came, oh, what, what are you guys up to? What are you doing this for a charity? And we said, yeah, it's uh, Black Dog Institute for Mental Health. He goes, oh, okay. And then you find people open up to you then. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually told us his his story of just so they were travelling about six months on the road and, and his wife actually had to go back to Melbourne. Their daughter was going through a really hard time. Yeah. So yeah, she flew back to Melbourne. He stayed with with the van, and yeah, he told us about this about their own story, and that was really good. Then he donated some money. We got a photo. Um, so there was there was kind of quite a few of those stories along the way, just good people that we met that that wanted to support us. Yeah. Yep. There was a really yeah a really special moment in Penang that uh, I remember. There was a lady, uh, well, a family having breakfast there, and they just happened to to hear us talking to the shop owners. They donated money to us and were telling about the trip. And um, little did we know, she was actually looked up her phone, wheeling to the mountains, and and she was in tears. Uh, and she come over and she she'd had tears when she said, "Look, I've just read what you guys are about, and this is this is amazing." And wow. and then they donated and followed our trip right through to the end. So to 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 have that um, effect on just people that don't know you was was really nice. Mm. Yeah, and and you may not even know this, but you may have saved somebody's life. Like, and you'll never know. Do you, you know, just you may have touched one person that will now touch someone else, or you know, and save a life. Yeah, that's that's right, and. I, look, I, when I left, I wanted to. I really wanted that message. Uh, it was two months before we left that that someone I know very, very closely messaged me asking me f- for help and saying they're not in a good place. And he said in that message that this journey and my story has saved his life. Wow! Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't put that into words. And I still, and we remain very close. And and he is he's now um going through the steps of um yeah EMDR and uh 
sorting sorting through the, the stuff that's um, affecting him, which is you know, it's really yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, we did get that message, and I hope I hope we've saved a lot more. It's, but I know that uh, yeah, we've we've saved one, so it's all been yeah. worth it. It is worth it. And going back to what you said way earlier, you know, about with your own your own um, mental health, your own state of depression, and and that you you felt as a lot do that the world would be better off without me. And and back in those days, you you would validate that with all your self talk, but then you look at you know this is validation that the world is not better off without you. Like like you. Had you not been here, you he would have lost. Well, potentially lost his life too. So you know, yeah. Yeah. how important are you? Like you can say, oh, I'm just me, and you know, and and everything else. But I think if you've saved a life, you're you're freaking important. You're bloody important to save yeah. that life. So, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Uh, and um, to look back and yeah, and to see like where you were is it's like it doesn't make sense like it's like yeah exactly what you say how could you think that but mm-hmm. um and and now that's right and hopefully hopefully they, these people can then inspire others and so the ripple effect can work the other way yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. that's that's the goal and like jamie said the whole trip he said look the money the money's fantastic the donations but it's the awareness yeah what is what we're about and he said that whole trip and yeah and it's spread far and wide yeah yeah and and i don't want to harp on this and i want to go forward but when you said you know um how how can people think like that you know when you're thinking so darkly i understand how you could think like that My, my biggest question is how can others help those people to understand that they're not valueless do you know you know I, I wish we all knew a way to to get through to people to say you are so bloody worth it you are so bloody worth it you know and 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 had to ha- actually have them believe it you know, I just you know I wish wish we had the answer to that really do yeah and I mean so do I um I wish but again from my own experiences people tried to to help me um my family uh, if anything, it it it, it kind of made it worse uh, until until I was ready to get better. When people say, "Oh, you need to do this, you need to do that," I'd actually get a bit aggressive and and ended up kind of yeah having a bit of a go at them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what's really hard to to kind of find that you can help, but you can't. You, you know, you just got to be a bit patient and. Yeah, until until I was ready to say, okay, um, geez, I I'm not good, which was after the funeral. Uh yeah, nothing, no one could really do much, and that's really hard to probably explain. But yeah, it, no, it is family that loves someone. That what can we do? But it's it's probably just about being patient, and it is hard. Mm. Just be there for people, but just be but- there. That feels helpless too, you know, for the person being there. It's kind of you're so desperate. You're so desperate to help them, and you know, some. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we what we can do. But I, th- I suppose the more people like you that are raising awareness, that the more aware we are going to become of, of of more and more different ways, you know, to look at it and different ways to help. And and hopefully one day we'll actually figure it out. But I mean, I'm. I, I don't know if we ever will, but I think we've got to stop the stigma, you know, and, and just be a lot more, um, just just extend a lot more care, you know, to to each other. But yeah, and it's it's such a fast paced world now. There's yeah, no matter who you are, there's, there's there's a lot of pressure just to just to survive life now, just in itself, and that's that's I think a big contributor. I think if if everything just slowed down a little bit and we yeah. I think people forget why we're here for, you know. It's not a, it's not to make the most money as you can. It's not to have the biggest car, the biggest house. Yeah. We're here to enjoy life and I think just people just forget that. And and then all of a sudden when you see other people maybe achieving a lot more than maybe 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 you are, then you start to feel these pressures and that's 
yeah, that's where I think it's a big contributor too. If people just laid laid back, just took a step back from, from everything, and that yeah, that that would help a lot too. And that's what I've done now. I, yeah, I'm just not about money. It's about uh, it's about you may not be here tomorrow. So yeah, it's about yeah. enjoying life. Absolutely, life's short. We've got to grab it by the horns and just bloody enjoy it and enjoy every bit of it. So, how proud are you with about of your achievements? This is this oh, big, like, well, not just this, like your recovery and the whole lot. How proud are you sitting right now? I'm, I'm just on cloud nine still. I, yeah, look, once I stepped out from the shadows, which was bloody hard. Yeah, it was really hard. Uh, telling telling my really good mates of where I was, uh, it was tough and it shocked them because I was always the guy that had a smile on his face and and looked like he was having the best time and and whatever. So when yeah, when that happened and then that's when it was a bit of a reality hit to a lot of my close friends. Uh, but but now after like <laughs> we rode across Australia on a bike, <laughs> like not not many people can say they've done that or even know someone that's done it. So I'm just, I'm so proud. I can't put into words. Of, and it's not what I've done. It's what we've done. I've, it's, yeah, it was a huge team thing. Jamie and Hannah and um, my other friends, Googsy, Spence and, and their families. It was, yeah. It, and that, they're really proud too. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how proud do you reckon Whelan would be of you? He'd be... Yeah, we've we've been told he'd be just very proud of us. Yeah, yeah. he he really would. He was he was a larrikin himself. He he loved life. He yeah he was he was a happy a happy guy and a, a real larrikin. Like anyone that knew Wheels, he was, <laughs> he was he had this really cheeky smile and yeah he was he loved life and yeah he he was with us he was with us having having fun. I think along this trip for sure. Um, I had a sticker of him on my bike. Yeah. Uh, so we had a few chats out out um, across this amazing country, uh, a few tears, and, yeah, he, he'd be really proud, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. It's funny, though, you say he loved life, but, you know, did he? And this is the problem, isn't it, that we yeah. we show this happiness, but underneath underneath we're, we're just not there. But I reckon he'd be... I to be really proud of you. Really proud. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope I hope that he um was. I know his I know his family have been right behind us. That was really important too. I I didn't want to announce anything because we had the wheel and the double meaning in the name. Yeah. That yeah, we made sure that it was that they were happy for us to do that and talk about about him and, and they they were they were right behind it. So that was that was most important from the start that. To, to use this name and and use his as my inspiration because it was Will and I, I t- I've said this he saved my life and I owe everything to him so if I hope his family can can find some some maybe some peace in that yeah because um, he really did he's just opened up so many doors for me and yeah really special. And probably not just for you, but for a ton of other people. Now that you've made it so, you know, you know, now that you've put it right out there, you know, and everyone's like, "Who is this person we're doing this for?" Do you, you know, and he's probably saved a lot more lives through you. Yeah, well, I hope so. That's yeah, like like Jamie and I have said right from the start, it's about about the awareness. So I hope people are watching, going, "Geez, okay, I gotta I gotta go sort some stuff out too." Yeah. yeah. And to know that it's not shameful, you know, or weak to ask yeah. for help. And yeah, th- this is what a lot of men think, you know, I'm, I'm weak or it's I'm, I'm ashamed to ask for help. But you're not like you, you, you're human and, and all humans deserve to have a good life. And yeah, you're only human. And yeah, that's that's right. It's yeah, I think it's changing that stigma of yeah, that it doesn't make you, <laughs> it doesn't make you weak to. To have bad days and say to say to someone, "Geez, I'm bloody not having a good day," or you know, yeah. it's it's healthy, it's healthy yeah. and normal. So, yeah, I, I think uh, if we can change that a little bit, then the world will certainly be a better place. 
Oh, I agree 100%. I've loved this conversation. Now, there's going to be some people listening to this who um, have got something going on or there's someone special to them or something like that and they think they'd love to honour that person and they might have been thinking about, you know, a ride or a trip or a this or a that, you know, for somebody, but but haven't quite got the guts to do it or, or they feel like they're, as you did, who am I to do this? What do you want to say to them? Uh, just don't put off what you can do today. Um, don't doubt yourself. Anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Uh, yeah. Whether it's going, whether it's going for that job, the next job you're like, oh, I can't do that. Oh no, I won't go for that. You, you just go for it. You put your mind to it and you have a crack. Um, if if you don't get it, you don't get it. You have a crack again next time. Yeah. You think, yeah, you just, I don't know. My message is just, you can do anything. Uh, once you once you tear yourself up here, yeah, a hundred percent. That's that's just that's all I can really say. It's yeah, just just have a crack. Get yeah. off the get, get off, off the, get off the bench. Agree. <laughs> oh gee, I'm bashing my side. I, yeah. I, I've, I've absolutely love this. Now you said before that um people can still donate. Where can they where can we find the donation button? Yeah. Please. So if you if you look up uh Daniel Fitzgerald uh wheel into the mountains, the the link will, will come up for that. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just uh, yeah, put in Wheel into the Mountains and you'll see our whole trip and, and the, the donation page is on there. Yep. So, yeah, and, and that'll be open for a little bit longer. We're just still, yeah, a little bit of money still um, being trickled in, all the cash donations and stuff we received. So, yeah, another another couple of weeks and, and hopefully we'll have our grand total. Oh, I absolutely love it. I love what you've done. I just love your big heart and I love your openness and I love your, you know, this um, just being open and, and caring as a, as a male and being a great role model for other men that are, you know, experiencing the same thing. So I think you've done an amazing job. I'm, I'm proud of you and I don't even know you. <laughs> well, properly, you know, I, I just think, think it's fantastic and I just love that you've stepped up to do it. Really love that. Yeah, no, thanks, Karen. It's um, it's great to yeah when you, you reached out to us and asked me on on the show. It's yeah, I really, I really appreciate th- those those things that that yourself do and and others and yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's really uh <laughs> quite amazing what what we have done. I'm very very proud of it. Yeah, well, you absolutely should be. It's it's bloody amazing. So, and I I said from the start I am who I am, and that I wasn't going to change. If you like it, then that's great, and if you don't, well, that's that's all. <laughs> so I've just wanted to be honest and raw with my story, uh, and I think that's what's really, really been yeah. It's spread the word. And, and that's what's needed in life. I think we need a lot more of that. So don't ever apologise for being you because you're bloody awesome. Nah. Every single person <laughs> on this planet's awesome if we would just be authentic, you know, that that's, yeah. that's where we're going to yeah. win. And, we, and we'd, we'd take off the masks and we'd actually live life and enjoy yeah. instead of trying to be, you know, meet other people's expectations. We would have uh, a much, much better life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, too many people have the mask on and uh, trying to be someone they're not. Yeah, uh, if you're never gonna be happy doing that, you yeah. just won't. Yeah, uh, take the mask off. Take the mask off. Be yourself. And if people people uh, don't like it, then you're better off without them anyway. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Not everyone's gonna like you, so that's the way it is. Impossible. <laughs> not everyone. You're not gonna like everyone. Everyone's not gonna like you. That's just reality, isn't it? That is. It absolutely is. Well, Daniel, thank you so, so, so much for joining us because I've absolutely loved this conversation. I've absolutely loved connecting with you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes so hopefully people can, well, all these, the Facebook one and the um, donation one, and hopefully um, a few more people will donate. But I- I've loved this so much. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, it's been great. I've, I've loved it too. It's um, it's great to talk about it uh, with, yeah. with someone like yourself who's so behind uh, this this kind of stuff and yeah um hopefully there's more people like you out there Karen that can can do this kind of stuff and get people talking because that's the only way that that we can kind of get through to others yeah absolutely yeah. yep absolutely well thank you very much and I'll 
hopefully meet you in person one day. Yep, hopefully. I'm sure I'm sure that, that can happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It won't be on a bike though, all right? So yeah, okay. All right. I'll let you off. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Daniel. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. Thanks. Oh guys, I hope you love that. I absolutely love that. And I, I just love Danny's passion. I love his openness and I love the fact that he's you know, as a man, open to saying, you know, I had a hard day, I cried and it was tough and all that kind of stuff. And I, I reckon if we did that a lot more and we taught boys that it is okay to show emotion, we wouldn't be in this pickle where so many males are taking their life or just anyone taking their life. But it's, you know, we've we've got to get better at saying you're okay just as you are and, and really bloody supporting people, reaching a hand out to people. And I, I love that, I love that, um, you know, Danny sort of said, well, what what can I do about this? And he's he's taken that extra step. And I, as he said at the end, look, if you've got something like that that you want to do, just go and do it. And life's too short. We've got to live it and we've got to, we've got to really invest in it. And so I really hope you enjoyed that. There were some heavy moments, I agree, but I think these things have to be said and they, it has to be on the table. And if we're not talking about it, we're hiding it and that's saying that it's shameful and I don't like that. I reckon we've got to talk about all this stuff and we've got to keep it in the conversation so that we just may save a life. So I love what Danny's done. I know you will too. And please go follow him. I'm going to put the links in the show notes. And the first place you can at least get to is the Facebook page, Wheeling to the Mountains. And, and hopefully you might even want to donate. So that's it from me. Hope you've enjoyed it. And thanks again for joining me like every week. And I will see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode, just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.